Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. So we are aware that it's uh, Water Awareness Month and our next guest is going is celebrating the progress that they have made in meeting their sustainability goals. And I'm very glad that there are organizations that can celebrate projects that ha- they've embarked on. Their projects have been focused on water saving and helping South African communities to become more water resilient. We've seen a lot of communities in the Eastern Cape, in the Western Cape, due to drought, due to infrastructure, really struggling to get water um, um, and water is, is, is a basic need. And um, this particular project has been guided by their Water Stewardship Strategy 2030. And their organization takes, you know, a, a very strong approach to their operations in response to climate change, something that we cannot change but can prepare for. This means taking responsibility for water usage as an organization while addressing water security. We are joined by Nsako Baloy, who's Acting Sustainability Affairs Manager at Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa. Nsako, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Thank you very much, um, Patricia, and thank you and um, hello to the listeners. So for us as South Africans, uh, climate change has been quite a big issue uh, because we've experienced what water scarcity means. We've been at a point in various provinces at various times um, where we were at almost 0% in our dam levels. But Water Awareness Month, what does it mean to you as an organization, especially in the light of the projects that you have embarked on? Yeah, so so Water Month for us is quite significant. Um, you know, obviously we are a beverage company, so 80% of what we do involves water. So it, it's therefore imperative for us, you know, how we manage our water resources um, and also how we deal with water in communities um, where we operate. So what Water Month um, seeks to do is to create awareness amongst communities and amongst the country because it's, um, it's also celebrated by the Department of Water and Sanitation. And it's not just a national event, but it's a global event. Um, just highlighting, you know, what are we doing in terms of the water? What's our journey? And as a company... Um, we are just started implementing our 2030 water stewardship strategy. Um, and so therefore, in this year's Water Month, it was almost like we were sort of launching that and trying to highlight what we've achieved thus far um, in, 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 in our strategic overview leading into 2030 and 2025, which is like the midpoint um, of that strategy. Obviously, um, you know, when we talk water, we want clean accessible water for every household, every community. Uh, and and we want to achieve that via, you know, any organization like yourselves as Coca-Cola and, and, and government coming together. But there's one particular project that I'm quite keen to hear about from you and Zako, and that is the Cokeville, uh, the project that you put together solar-powered wa- uh, groundwater harvesting. How did this work and which provinces did you launch this particular project? Yeah, so Cokeville is, is very close to my heart. Um, because of its impact. So what Cokeville actually is, it's a groundwater harvesting system um, that um, we've designed as a company. Um, So how the system works is we go into an area um, and we look for areas that have good potential for groundwater. We then site boreholes 
um, in order for us to obviously extract the water. We then um, pump the water. We test it, obviously, we're a beverage company, so quality um, of water is critical. And also, the quality of the water will also determine what kind of treatment system we actually put in to ensure that the water is of drinkable, acceptable standard, because that's very key for our health and safety as a beverage company. Um, we then um, uh, put together a system that has a, a pumping system um, together with a storage tank for the water. Um, and because we also know that South Africa is not only experiencing um, a water crisis, energy is also another issue. So all our systems are solar powered, uh, meaning that they're off grid. And then that becomes a system that um, um, has um, access um, of clean water uh, through taps. Um, usually we put three systems in an area in order to maximize um, impact. Because sometimes we find that by putting one, you're still forcing um, other communities to walk longer distances. So how we've designed it is, is, is in an area, let's say area A, we put three systems so that at any given point, a community member does not have to walk long distances to be able to, to, be able to access our systems, where they literally just go um, and open a tap and there's clean water which they can use for anything. There's no limitation um, and there's no pay that um, communities do. It's a, it's, a, um, it's a service that we do as a company um, because we've committed that for every drop of water that goes into producing our products, we want to be able to replenish equally that amount of volume of water back into communities and to the environment. And that's how Cokeville was born um, in order to do that. Um, but what's nice about Cokeville is that it's a 10-key system, so it's able to do everything in one site. And when the community member goes on site, they just open the tap and it's pure clean water. They don't have to add any uh, bleach to it. They don't have to boil it. Um, it's of good, acceptable standards. And they can use it for whatever use that they see fit as communities. This clearly was a very um, um, a, a big project in terms of uh, the infrastructure that went into it and uh, the amount of provinces. I know that you had nine sites around Limpopo, Eastern Cape, Gauteng and Guazul Natal. So clearly you put in a lot into it, the design, ensuring that we don't require much power. It's solar powered. My question then would be, you have come to impact uh, the community yeah. getting a clean, accessible, affordable, in fact, free water, as you put it, through Cokeville. Yeah. But have you given any skills to the same communities once this project is, is done? Can community come and service it themselves? Can community come and say, we have learned the skills from Cokeville's development and we are now part of maintaining this particular um, infrastructure that is of service for our own community? Yeah, that's a, um, actually a very good question. And in fact, how we design our projects is that from start, we always make sure that we involve local communities where these projects are located. So from the start, when we're doing the siting, when we are doing the, um, the drilling, when we are doing the testing, we always make sure that the local people are actually involved from the start. So what we also do as well to ensure that our communities get involved is that once the system is completed, we appoint community members that act as caretakers. So the contractors will then train these caretakers um, to make sure that if there's any issue, they get alerted. So the system is linked to their phone numbers and also including the security system that's also linked to their phone numbers. So every time there's an issue, they're then able to, um, if there's an overflow, for example, they're then able to go into the system and check what the issue is, and they're able to switch it off. And then if it requires further um, technical um, 
intervention, then obviously then, then they, they then call the contractor to come in. For example, if for, um, there's been a fault with the pump, um, then obviously it needs more um you know, experienced um, expertise, which they'll then um, inter- um, the contractor will then come for intervention. But in terms of making sure that the general maintenance of the systems is well taken off, um, that's solely the duty of um, our partners, which which are the communities. And what else has happened is that some communities have have um, we've assisted them and supported them by uh, launching community gardens which are linked to the cogwheel system, so they then get free water through an irrigation system that's linked to this. So they've also built enterprises around these cogwheel systems, um, which have also served as additional security. Um, so it's actually um, an exciting project to see when you go inside, to see how people have actually amplified it um, through some of the activities that they do to ensure that they own the project. Mm. And, and you know, security is an issue in South Africa. True. And with, without the community getting involved at that level, we wouldn't be able to, 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 to ensure that the systems are sustainable. But we've, we've had very good uh, partnership with communities, and they're always there. Um, and, and, I mean, water is life. It's, it's a big resource for them. So they do everything to make sure that um, they fight for these waters. I know, for example, even mm-hmm. during the riots in KZN, um, you know, people um, formed human guards around the Cogsville systems because they said, we can't touch these systems because we hadn't had water for such a long time and we cannot allow our people to destroy these because this is life. And that's evidence to to some of um, our to the extent in which we get our partner, um, our communities involved in these projects um, to, to, to take part and to feel like they own um, these projects. You know, as you're speaking, I'm just thinking about the saying that uh, don't teach, don't give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. And that's what you have done through uh, the Cokeville project, that you have taught the community some skills. You have given them ownership. They've become partners. And uh, now they are the ones who are invested in this project, not just giving them the water, but the skills that go hand in hand with it. There's another project of yours, Project Lunisa. Tell us a bit more about this project, because it seems that it it spans... um, throughout South Africa as well. Yeah, so Project Lunisa is is um, is a water leak detection and repair project. So we've done that in the Hrabo area where our apple tizer plant is in the Western Cape. Um, so what we've done, we've identified um, 10 young people who are unemployed, and then we went them through a CETA um, accredited course where they learn how to, you know, to do um, general plumbing. Um, so what's nice about this is that some of these kids, when they come into the program, um, they couldn't even read and write, but through the CETA accredited courses, they were able to actually upgrade themselves. And now um, they've completed the course and, they, you know, they've got something to show. Um, but the practical component comes when they now go into the um, the, the local communities because leakage is actually another problem that a lot of our communities face due to the aging infrastructure um, or water infrastructure generally in the country. And you know that some of the municipalities are really struggling um, so we've partnered with TWK municipality in the Khabo area, and the students are now completing their practical part where they're fixing, going around fixing leaks, fixing pipes, and that has actually in, um, contributed a lot into saving a lot of wasted um, water that was being wasted through the leaks, which cost the municipality a lot of money. So Project Lungisa is was is aimed at at at, at closing the gap. And once this project is completed now in in in, in, in end of March, 
um, we're then going to assess and quantify how much water was actually saved through the intervention, and then we'll then amplify it and see how we can also launch this in other provinces and other municipalities where they're, they're struggling with aging infrastructure and water leaks. This is absolutely amazing, and I can't wait until you can quantify at the end of the month how much water you've saved, and then also expand into the rest of the country. After all, the, the water stewardship strategy is part of uh, the, the, the st- uh, Sustainability Development Goal 6 and the National development yes. plan. So this is quite critical that we are proactive when it comes to water and the resources that we have. You as an organization have also partnered with other organizations like Gifts of the Givers um, to ensure that there's water in various communities. How can you also encourage other organizations to commit to sustainability in the way that they utilize the resources that we have, but also in giving back in, um, you know, CSI um, um, projects? Projects, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, for me, my slogan is, you know, we as a company, we thrive on partnerships because we, we are unable to solve the problems of South Africa and to solve the problems of Africa. So if c- companies, you know, organizations could get together and, you know, looking at something as as, as, as simple as Cokeville, where it's providing access water to communities in South Africa that are non-reticulated. If we could partner, for example, with other organizations, um, you know, with, with similar vision, imagine how much people would be able to reach. Mm. Um, in, in, we launched this project in 2020, and to date we've distributed over 180 million liters of water to, to over 15,000 households in four provinces. And this is just one organization doing that. Imagine if another equally... Um, strong organizations could come through that could easily be doubled um, and the impact could be huge. Um, so yes, um, other companies, if they are listening right now, let's see how we can partner, how we can amplify this um, because water is life and without water, um, you know, it affects a lot, it, it affects a lot of, of, of lives and the most affected is actually women and children. Um, so as part of our as part of our water stewardship program, we also look into you know economic inclusion of how we get women and and young people um, involved in this project. Um, and yes, there is a study that shows that women are the most vulnerable when it comes to water shortages because they are the ones that are unemployed and are the ones that are at home that are feeling the plunge um, of having lack of water. So if other organisations can come through, could actually that we could actually make a much bigger impact, uh, and and I am calling, um, I am um, making an appeal to say, come, let's talk, let's see how we partner, let's see how we amplify to make South Africa a better place. On that note, Zako, I think it would be befitting that you give us uh, some sort of contact uh, details or a website where organisations and individuals who want to be part of uh, your various projects can uh, get in touch with you. Yeah, no, I think I think um, I'll leave my email address, um, and then they can email me. And then we can set up meetings to see how we can partner um, and how we can actually amplify these projects within the water stewardship space. Um, so I'm available at N Baloi, it's Baloi with a YI, and the number one at ccbagroup.com. So I'm going to repeat it's N for Nelly, Baloi, YI, number one, the one, um, at ccbagroup.com. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm available to, to start engagement um, in that regard to interested organizations and seeing um, how can we indeed make South Africa 
a better place. Thank you so very much, Nzako, and more strength to your bow as you continue to uh, create sustainable water for our communities. No, thank you very much, Patricia, for the platform. I enjoyed engaging with you, and thank you to the listeners. A-teamers, that uh, was Ntsako Baloi, Acting Sustainability Affairs Manager at Coca-Cola Beverages South Africa. Let's take a bit of a musical interlude and then we will come back with an educational um, discussion, a conversation around project-based learning. The song, Zonk Feelings. <laughs> 